Welcome to Men Alive, where we examine biblical principles for becoming conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, a consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Dr. Jim. Paul, as grandfathers, you and I could tell many stories about our grandchildren. Here's one of mine. My wife, Rita, received a new toothbrush, not knowing that I had bought one at the same time, the same color. While visiting our grandchildren, Rita knew I had used her toothbrush because it was gone and said to our granddaughter, Grandpa Jim must have used my toothbrush. Our three-year-old granddaughter came to my room and said, Grandpa Jim, did you use Grandma Rita's toothbrush? I reached down, picked her up, and said, Oh, sorry, I did. To which she replied, Grandpa Jim, choices have consequences. I almost laughed out loud. I told her I had one the same color, and my granddaughter then said, I still think you two should kiss and forgive each other. Perhaps she heard these words from her mother when there was a problem with her one-year-old sister. But I remembered that phrase, choices have consequences. Speaking of toothbrushes, Jim, reminds me of meeting Brother Jonah in China. He was a discipler of new believers in the country when there were so many new believers. And he would visit Christians, some of whom lived in a cave There were 70 Christians that he met who lived in this cave, and they were very upset that they only had one Bible for all 70 of them. However, they were not upset that they only had one toothbrush among all 70 of them. Ah, one toothbrush. Choices have consequences. Jesus taught his disciples that wisdom is known by her children. Or as one translation says, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. The results of a wise decision or a wise choice are known in the future when we see the results of our choice. Paul, you made a choice to marry Diane 54 years ago. I chose to marry Rita 52 years ago. And I know we both made a wise choice. For sure, Jim, and many of the decisions made since then as to having children and job choices have proven to be wise and healthy choices. Life is a series of choices. Consider what is involved in making choices. Some choices are relatively routine and personal. For example, some people choose to drink warm milk for breakfast. Some drink hot coffee. Others prefer tea, and some just drink water. These choices are often based on personal preference and perhaps economics. Some choices are more significant than others. Do I marry or stay single? Do we stay in this region or do we move? Do we buy what we need now or do we wait? And some choices are major moral choices. Do I remain a virgin or have sexual relations before I marry? Do I practice fidelity in my marriage or commit adultery? Do I watch pornography or keep my mind clear? Choices are part of our daily existence. Perhaps the choice with the most negative consequences was made by Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Here's the story. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it 
and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. Later, Eve, Adam's wife, gave some of the fruit to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Let's look at what happened. God gave man a command. You must not eat. When you eat, you die. God allowed man to make his own decision. You are free to eat from any other tree. God did not impose his will. There was no fence around the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No armed guards. No vicious guard dogs. God caused immediate consequences to come for the wrong choice. They experienced guilt, shame, fear, and a separation from God. With a banishment from the garden and a new comprehension of lying, fear, deceit, and intimidation, God in his grace provided a way of atonement. Scripture says God made garments of skin and clothed them, thus introducing the concept that without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. This path of atonement in the early Hebrew writings was through the sacrifice of a lamb as a substitutionary sacrifice to atone for sins. Later, with the birth of God's Son, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus died on the cross as our substitutionary Lamb of God. That allows us today to have our sins forgiven and a new life through faith in Jesus Christ. Before we look at other choices, let me remind you, our listeners, that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. At the end of the program, we'll share how and where you can ask your pressing questions to Dr. Jim. Dr. Jim shared with me that he's had contact with men in a variety of life roles. Many shared concerns, fears, frustrations, and challenges at accepting the common changes imposed by aging and the confusing changes within one's culture. Some felt so exhausted by the changes, they just wanted everything to stop and return to normal. The shifting roles in the traditional family make it problematic for young men to find competent role models. Most, if not all, of men's life roles are learned from other males who become their model. It is his and my belief that the most significant male role model for any man is Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God. We also believe that the Bible teaches principles a man might apply in fulfilling his primary life roles. That's what makes men alive. Think about tough choices people had to make in the Bible. Joseph, for example, had a choice. He was young, well-built, and handsome, in a room alone with a man's wife who had an evil seduction on her mind. 
But Joseph determined he would not do such a wicked thing and sin against God. He had a choice, and he said no. Even though his choice landed him in prison on a false charge of attempted rape. Joseph chose to remain pure, and God blessed him, and eventually made him the number two man in all of Egypt. David had a choice. He returned to the site of Ziklag and discovered the Amalekites had attacked Ziklag in his absence, burned it to the ground, and taken all the women and children captive. And now his men were so distressed and bitter in their spirit, they were talking of stoning David. But David had a choice. He found strength in the Lord his God. David chose to trust God, was able to recover all that was lost, and was soon anointed king of Judah. Daniel had a choice. He was in a three-year training program, able to eat the king's food and drink the king's wine. But he chose not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. Daniel chose to say no and proposed a creative alternative that provided a way of escape from the temptation. Scripture teaches that God does not tempt anyone. When we are tempted, we are drawn away by our own lusts. For if we ask God, he will provide a way of escape. Elijah was a man of God who made a choice. He went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two options? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, follow him. So he built two altars, killed two bulls, and the showdown began to reveal whose God would light the fire. It is our choice today whom we will serve. Joshua was a man of God who had not only made a choice to serve God, but delivered an ultimatum to some two million Israelites as they entered the promised land. He said, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away all the gods your forefathers worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. And then Joshua made this statement, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua had a choice. Joshua made a choice. Joshua chose to serve the Lord. The ability to make a choice is a gift God gave to all people on earth. We look at the moon and the stars and we are compelled to choose to believe God exists or there is no God. It's our choice. We read the Bible and we are compelled to choose to obey God's commands or disobey and ignore. It's our choice. Every day we make choices. Most of us do not need more information from Scripture to make right choices. We need more holiness and boldness to make what we know are the right choices. My three-year-old granddaughter was correct. Choices have consequences, Grandpa. Scripture is also correct. Wise choices bring good results. Foolish choices bring difficult results. What do you do if you have made a really foolish choice? What if you feel guilt, shame, 
or fear by your separation from God? What if you are now rationalizing your poor choice and deceiving yourself by saying everyone else is doing it or feeling the same way? What do you do? Scripture says, The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Therefore, confess your sins first to the Lord, then to the one offended, and pray for each other so you may be healed. There you have it, men. We need more holy boldness to make what we know are the right choices. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim. His address is menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks, on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. <laughs>